Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is businesses in the middle of a crisis. And for this discussion, I am helpful. I am happy to be joined by Josh Bosley, Vice President and Director of Lending at First United Bank and Trust. Good morning, Josh. How's it going? Doing well, Eric. Uh, thanks. Appreciate you uh, bringing me into this conversation today. I'm uh, working from the bedroom office, as I have been here for uh, probably the last two and a half weeks. So uh, things are going all right. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here, working from home. Uh, it's, it's definitely a challenging time, and a lot of folks are kind of approaching everything a little differently um so it's uh it's definitely unique so so a couple of weeks at home how, how are you dealing uh you've got uh get the kids at home as well and wife and kids yeah yeah so actually you know it's it is going well um and and i'm i'm lucky uh, my wife is a teacher and uh our two kids um you know it's uh, so the good news is is we're all able to be home and uh you know doing our social distancing but um it's been working out well you know, initially you go into something like this and think you know you've never really worked from home you can work from wherever you need to uh kind of that's the way i see it with my role but you know, I do always got used to being in the office, but after a couple of days, I uh, quickly realized that we can still do everything uh, from from here that uh, that I could do in the bank office as well. So I think uh, we're, we're all probably figuring out and creating the new norm uh, as we go forward and probably figured out how to be a little bit more efficient along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, today we're, t- we're talking about businesses and kind of how how they're impacted by this and, and how uh, financial institutions are, are trying to help out and um, what, what options are available out there. So can you talk a little bit about um, what, what you've seen out in the market with, uh, with regard to uh, COVID-19 and how that's affecting businesses and, and how, we're, how we've been able to uh, support those businesses? Yeah, sure. No, it, it's um, absolutely. There's there's not one business out there. There's not one industry out there that hasn't been affected in in some way, shape, or form. Um, given the pandemic, um, as this thing started to unfold early, we had a lot of early conversations with our collective uh, uh, customers and borrowers um, of the bank, and we we're trying to be very proactive uh, in the initial stages and reach out and. And, and just basically have those conversations of what's going on, what's going on in your business. And it was interesting. You look back two and a half, three weeks ago, and we had some conversations where some were really impacted immediately, closures of businesses. Um, and then we worked into, you know, the following days to come, essential, non-essential businesses, more business closures, even those that were able to remain open, um, you know, saw, certainly saw um, blips in revenues and, and such. So, what we found is even those folks early on that a couple, three weeks ago uh, didn't think they would be impacted, uh, quickly followed right back up with the bank. And we, again, proactively were following up weekly just to be sure because we could see things on unraveling quickly. And for the most part, we found that, you know, some folks that were a little bit calmer earlier on uh, very quickly turned to um, thinking that they may need some support or um, some help from, from the bank. And... Um, so that kind of kind of covers that first part, and and so with that, 
um, we moved very quickly um, into you know, working with our customers. Every situation is certainly different, um, but you know the bank has unraveled uh, multiple programs very quickly to help folks through these times. Um, whether we're actually uh, moving to interest-only payments on loans or completely deferring payments for a period of time, uh, we've got something uh, that's that's working for most all customers, not just business customers, but our consumer customers as well. No, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I know our, our folks have, uh, have really stepped up their, um, their efforts to, to work with, with everybody and to talk through the options. Um, I know one of the big options of course is the, uh, SBA programs that are out there, including the paycheck protection program. Can you talk a little bit about that program specifically and kind of how it, um, how it works just in a general term? Yeah, sure. And, and, and again, I'll, I'll speak very generally because uh, with the program, um, it's taken many different shapes over a short period of time. And, and I think in the, in the government's perspective to try to get the funds on the street as quickly as possible. So, so really what we've seen is we've seen a combination of things. So we, when we work with our customers, what we see is we may be actually working with a current loan customer as a loan with us on the books to where we may be modifying that loan request in conjunction with um, that customer also applying through the bank for the paycheck protection program of which you know trying to put multiple pieces together to to bridge this gap you know the question really is is how how long of a bridge do we need and and when are when are things going to turn in this program so Ultimately, um, the payroll protection program um, is has was put in place just for the purpose of number one rehiring, bringing folks back on the payroll that may have been um, uh, pushed off of payroll based on a business closure, whatever it may have been. Folks that may have moved toward unemployment. Um, part of the program is to bring those folks back on the payroll and to then also maintain folks on payroll. So. Um, there's a lot of information out on our website, and I can tell you, um, you know, we're, we're very pleased with our marketing departments. And, <laughs> and Eric, I'll throw some kudos out to you for building uh, such a nice website. And it's been very beneficial because there's so much information out on the program. And uh, your team has done a great job of, of navigating folks through that in a very concise web page. Um, and it's at my www.mybank.com backslash PPP. But it's a really, really nice process that walks folks through a one through five um, step process, explaining about the program, what it does, how it works, and what's needed to apply for it. So with that said, um, it's, it's been successful, um, you know, as it was laid out. It was a little bit of a rocky road again. I think it was just that immediate push to try to get the funds on the street. Um, All banks collectively had to work through and analyze the whole thing. And and basically, we had to restructure our organization to be able to um, take the applications, process the applications, and start funding. And just as early as this past Monday, we got our first fundings out the door. And we're collectively continuing to fund. um, And we'll probably be funding for the next 30 30 plus days, um, we are still seeing some applications come in. Um, the initial application push was really um, right out of the gate. Um, so um, not to say that there aren't still applications coming in, but they have started to slow a little bit. Uh, where now what we're doing is, is just trying to catch up with the processing of those applications. And certainly, um, you know, we've worked with our bank customers and then we also chose to open it up to some non-customers as well. 
um, just to try to make sure that we're, we're taking care of everybody in our communities that we can. We really are trying to focus our efforts on those folks within our communities um, first. Um, so even if a uh, customer's out there and um, has not been able to take advantage of the program, um, you know, with their existing bank, um, we can also help them. But we're trying to stay within our, within our market areas just to make sure we're helping our local communities. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know a lot of uh, a lot of folks um, were requesting information from outside of our markets. We were we were kind of exposed on a larger uh, scale. So um, I, I know everybody appreciates the effort that, that our teams are putting into this. Um, many. Uh, it's amazing to think this has only really been going on for a little over a week. Um, so the amount of processing that has happened is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, the. Uh, some of our teams are working over the weekends. They're working all hours of, of day and night. So um, kudos go out to, to them for, for, for helping, uh, helping our businesses. Um, so if a, if a business owner still is looking for um, information on this, maybe they're just now getting to the point where they're realizing they're going to need some, some support what do you, what do you recommend they do at this point? Yeah, and what I would tell you is that I think it's critical, and and the program is in place. Um, you know, initially it was thrown out. It's in place until June thirty or until the funds run out. Initially, there was about three hundred fifty billion dollars uh, put out there um, across the country. Those dollars are are being eaten up daily. Um, my recommendation would be at this point, if folks haven't started the process. Um, the biggest key that we've found is is when we can work collectively with the borrower um, as well as uh, the local COI centers of influence um, around those customers. Um, we speed the process up when we work collectively with the customer and, and their CPA. CPAs have been playing a huge part in this and really helping folks understand what's needed. Uh, helping them provide the documentation that's needed to um, to support the loan amount um, as far as the calculation, and it's based on payroll is what it is. Uh, average monthly payroll um, is how it's calculated. So the CPAs have really been helpful. We've actually had some legal counsel, you know, helping some of their clients as well. But my my recommendation would be is. You know, go to the website, get the information off the website because it's all there in one concise place. But as soon as that information and folks get comfortable, um, call their call a relationship manager. <clears throat> all of our commercial relationship managers um, uh, are out there on the website, on that same website, to where folks can reach out directly to them and start those conversations sooner than later. Um, because what, what we would be wanting to do is, is move through that application process as soon as we can. And, and again, unfortunately for us, there's no guarantee um, that, you know, everybody will get funded and, and we can only process them as they come in. And, and so if somebody's a little later to the game, you know, right now, um, you know, our goal is still to try to do everything we can to get that process and push through. Um, but, you know, we, we have seen a huge influx. Um, I think we have over 800 folks that came forward in this thing uh, from the beginning. And, um, you know, I think we've probably processed to date close to 300 or have gotten 300 uh, approvals um, and, and applications submitted to the SBA. So we still have a lot of work to do to get this process through. And again, as we've also moved some of our focus to funding. So again, I think it's working with uh, the banker, um, the, the, the CPA. Um, if we can pull that team together um, sooner than later, that, that process goes a lot smoother for everybody. 
Right. So it's it's about timing. It's it's speed and getting all of your ducks in a row. Um, yeah, it is. It is, Eric. And and I think and there's I think a lot of folks are aware that um, you know the, the government is talking about additional funding to put into um, into the program. Again, that's not happened yet. There's no guarantees in that. And um, there's some other government programs out there that are that are they're being kicked around to, to also help out the banks to make sure that they can continue to fund these, you know, uh, provide some liquidity um, and a- availability to banks to, to put more of these loans out on the street as well. So, there, you know, there's no guarantee in it, but um, I think at this point the government recognizes that uh, there may be more of a need than initially uh, was was anticipated. Mm-hmm. Are there um, speaking of the other programs? Are there other things that business owners should be aware of to to speak with their um, their relationship manager, their their financial institution, or their accountant in regard to things that they might be able to use to support their business through this challenging time? Yeah, there is, and and you know it's it's hard to be an expert on all of them. Um, I mean, and across different parts of the country, even within our market areas, I think there there are programs clear down to the the city level um, as well. You know, you go from the city level to the state level to the federal level. Um, you know, there's a culmination of direct loans with uh, with government agencies. There's direct loan program, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program with SBA. That's directly through SBA. Um, and then some grant fundings um, that are out there at the state level. And I'm not sure um, a lot of those may have been used up already at this point. But again, it's just um, there's there's a ton of resources out there at this point in time and everybody pitching in uh, to try to provide that support. You know, the real key with uh, SBA Paycheck Protection Program, um, and I'll continue to probably refer to it as PPP as we walk through this conversation, is that there is a forgivable component to this. Um, if the proceeds are used for the proper purposes as set out and designed by the program. At the end of eight weeks, the borrower would uh, apply back to the banks for forgiveness uh, of those funds. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of details around that, but that's what's driven most of the activity um, is the nature of that program and the forgiveness that's available in it. So that that's where the bulk of customers have really moved to is this program. Right. But I think it's important for people to know that there are more programs available. So I'm glad you mentioned some of those other ones, because even though uh, there is the the Paycheck Protection Program, there are other uh, potential options out there. And, And the best advice, as you mentioned earlier, is talk to your financial advisor, talk to your CPA and see what see what they recommend, see what's the best bet out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's really keep a fluid conversation. Things are changing. And there for a while, things were changing hourly. I think we're, we're maybe to the point where things are just changing daily. Um, and and it, it has been real interesting to watch it unfold. And I, it's just that open line of communication. And, you know, as our relationship managers are, are working with our whole portfolio and are, we're doing our best to try to be proactive and reach out and touch base with the customers just to make sure what's changed over the last week or the last two weeks that, that, that we need to be aware of, that we need to get ahead of. And, you know, if there's something on somebody's mind, somebody's got a question or something's changed faster than the RRMs have been able to get out to. And we just encourage those folks to call. Um, you know, again, it's all situations are different. Um, some situations are were critical two weeks ago where situations are now just becoming critical for others. And, and you know, we're, we're doing our best to juggle that for all of our customers. Right. 
Uh, earlier, you mentioned that um, we've gotten through several hundred of these and, and we have more to, to kind of get through. Can you relate that to in, in terms of just um, job sustainability? Like what does that what does that translate to in terms of how many jobs that is has enabled people to continue uh, to keep keep people on payroll? Yeah, so, and, and Eric, I wish I had that data right here uh, in front of me, but what I can tell everybody is that, you know, the applications vary. I mean, we've seen applications uh, in the $2,000 amount, and we've also seen applications at the max capacity at the $10 million amount. And all throughout that, you have varying numbers of employees, and, and typically the cap is, is 500 employees, and you may run into that on some of the larger loans. Um, and you may just have three or four on, on the smaller businesses that, that we've been able to help with this as well. But it's very easy to say, you know, thousands of, of employees. And, and again, those employees are not only, uh, customers of our bank, but they're, they're members of our communities that, you know, we're, as we're helping these small businesses for them to be able to continue to keep those folks on payroll, it's going to make a huge impact in our communities. And, and that's why we stepped up to do what we're doing. Um, it is a challenge for us. And again, restructuring our organization and do it. Um, it is solely for that reason is to try to help everybody that we possibly can within our communities and during this difficult time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all you're doing, uh, for our community and, uh, I know everyone out there feels the same. So thank you for that. And thank your team for, for their efforts that they've been putting into all of this. Well, no, no problem. You know that's that's why we're here. Um, these are the times where where we we all learn a lot, um, and and we learn about what the relationships really are, and and we really take pride in that as a community bank and and working with our customers. This is this is when you really know what your relationships all about, and um, it's that open line of communication, and and this is that's what's built our bank, and and that's what's going to keep us going. That's awesome. Well, Josh, I want to sincerely thank you for joining me today, providing such helpful insights and advice for for local businesses. If any of our listeners happen to have a question, maybe they've got a need, they want to learn more, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, so, you know, uh, like I said, our our website's really good. Um, If you don't have a direct contact for somebody, um, especially if it's anything related to any COVID-related event that's affecting their business, I think if we can get folks to our webpage again, www.mybank.com backslash PPP, you're going to find a whole um, list of resources, and you're going to see all of our RMs, all of our um, community relationship managers as well as commercial relationship managers. You'll get to see their pictures. You can click on them and you'll have a direct uh, contact number to them. Um, and, and also through that, what, what folks will find is, is that it's, um, it's based on, you know, those folks represent our complete footprint, you know, from as far west as Morgantown, as far east uh, as Frederick down in the Martinsburg. Um, you'll be able to find somebody local that you'll be able to reach out to and call. So that's where I would point folks to. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcast app. You can leave us feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. We're thankful for you to be listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with more helpful content, but until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.